0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Alright, welcome to the Number One Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie McDuke. As always, joined by John Sheeran and our very special co-host, Luke The Truth Null. Today, we have... A, a very special guest really a special guest so John I don't know if you remember we had Ken Anderson on the show not too long ago and, and we we talked about his Hall of Fame case and we, w- we wanted to get Mr. Ken Riley on the show and unfortunately he he passed away God rest his soul and he did not he was not under the Hall of Fame but we're going to keep pushing until he does get in and, and this, this show, we've done shows about him and we're going to keep doing it. And by the end of this show, anybody who, who was not convinced is going to understand why he belongs in the Hall of Fame. John, Ken Riley, okay, was three-time All-Pro at the cornerback position, even though he was a great quarterback at Florida a and And he was so good that they called him the Rattler. Now, if you look up Florida a and right now, guess what the whole team is called?
2: The rattlers they're
1: called the rattlers john and he that man rattled not only the organization not only the state of florida but football the man the man was an inspiration and john when you think of a snake nicknames you think of kobe bryant guess who inspired kobe bryant
2: i don't know a, a black mamba. Ken riley is ken oh, okay, riley
1: yeah because rattler a snake mamba a snake so if you look at a sports in general you will see his fingerprints everywhere not only do you see his inspiration for the name rattler but you see his inspiration for the name for another man and the very existence of this man and i'm talking about ken riley the second now we're going to bring him on the show ken how are you today good thanks for having
0: me that was quite a uh introduction yeah <laughs> yeah
1: thank you it's, it's actually free of charge i'm not i don't charge Bengals players or their their offspring. It is a policy we have here. You also get 10% discount at the Dadio store. This is one of, you know, our veterans have a lot of benefits. Veteran Bengals players and their children also. Oh, yeah, here they have benefits. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he charges me to be on here though. I do have to pay money every time. I,
1: that's I true. That's true. But Luke, we promote your show. We promote your, by the way, Luke, he just tore up all of the West Coast. I'm talking about the Bay Area, Las Vegas, all of them are like, where can we get this look on our show? And yeah, so when you talk about Ken Riley, Mr. Ken Riley II, we talk about his, his brilliant mind. The guy was accepted as a Rhodes Scholar, but for some reason, he was asked to switch position at the professional league.
2: I mean, the dude's a legend in Cincinnati and in the NFL and period, like. You don't rack up that much production over 15 years as a cornerback in the NFL without being a special talent. I think you mentioned that he was a former quarterback at Florida A&M. You know, the Bengals at that time, they had some quarterback talent. Like Paul Brown said, hey, go play cornerback. I think you might be talented there. You, You could be something there. 65 interceptions later, he's one of the greatest cornerbacks in that era of football and should be honored as much in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But just being that former quarterback, having that experience playing for the other side
0: hopefully of the ball,
1: hopefully this works now. Yeah, John, that was that's true. So I think playing, Mr. Mr. Riley, I think playing on the other side of the ball, okay, gave him the ability to read the minds of other quarterbacks. But he was a very, very let's be let's be let's be clear here, Ken Riley was a very a smart man. He was a Rhodes Scholar candidate. He yeah. turned it down. He could have gone to engineering school. That was one thing they asked him. Do you want to be an engineer or do you want to, do you want to play football? And, and here's the thing. That led to him being so great at anticipating what quarterbacks were going to do. Now, I want to ask you as someone who grew up with him, was that a positive or was that like a fun thing or was it frustrating at home? Like, did he always spoil movies by being able to predict the <laughs> endings or, no, like, did he like tell your mom, like, I know what you're going to make for dinner tonight before, you know, like before she could, was it was it something that, how, what was it like growing up with, with the great Ken Riley?
0: Uh, it was definitely, at, at the time, you really don't realize that he's just like your father. But as I got older and started having my own kids and I actually played football myself, I come to realize that it was, you know, it was more to it and all of the hard work that he put in that, you know, I to remember, uh, like I said, riding the car when he was, um, working out and running alongside the car and just getting the ability to play for 15 years and even at 36 lead the conference and interceptions so i just gained more and more respect as i got older and and realized the hard work and dedication that he put into it and not only just the just to being a professional and just being able to learn from him so it was definitely great having your hero as your father so it was it was very cool
1: yeah very very cool Luke. yeah you you look like you want to say something
0: yeah i have i mean i have a question because i feel like you you,
3: you've made the case for your dad your dad has a great case he's you know the longevity the he's got the stats he's got the story he's got he's he's smart he's got it all right what what is this why why do you think is it purely because he played for the Bengals that they don't that he's not in the hall of fame like what is like what would he think think that the strike against him is like why what's the case against why he, you know he's not in there is it
1: only that he played for the Bengals with you when you look at what he had accomplished in his career and the fact that by the way he had a career high eight interceptions his last year he could have kept going he could have kept a stacking out, on out on top without on top three time all pro he says why didn't Luke Knoll says why didn't he get the recognition was it just because he played for the Bengals or I, I have another theory. Was it his humility? Because the man was so soft-spoken, so humble, and and we know he, he think- was a three. He was a three. Uh, he was, I was just gonna say he's a three-time All-Pro, but never made the Pro Bowl. Like, how does that happen? All-Pro is much harder than Pro Bowl. So he just wasn't recognized in, in popular culture at the time either.
0: Great points. I believe it was a as a combination of both where he, he was a humble guy if you met him even to you know just to you know if you would ever meet him you would never know he was uh fifth all time and fourth all time at the time of his retirement in interceptions he was just he felt that his work should speak for himself and he was very prideful and he knew he had put in the work knew he deserved it but It was always taught, you know, from, you know, my grandmother and family, just like, like I said, let your work speak for itself. So in a way, I think that did hurt him uh, because he wasn't uh, boastful and, you know, just being in a smaller market uh, hurt him as well. Whereas since, you know, if he would have been on one of the, you know, other popular teams, he probably definitely would have already been in the Hall of Fame and made uh, several Pro Bowls. But uh, he yeah. was great grateful to, you know, spend this entire career with Cincinnati and, you know, the Bengals have always been family. Uh, we love the fans and we, you know, it was like playing for coach uh, Paul Brown was uh, one of the highlights as well as Coach Greg. So it was uh, definitely something that uh, he cherished and, you know, it things happen. So everything happens for a reason. He always believed that too so maybe if he went somewhere else he'd wind him out and had that career so um it was definitely a blessing That's to true. spend his entire career with the Cincinnati Bengals and hopefully one day through it all we can get him into the pro football hall of fame so well
1: well it is a blessing to have you on the show sir we just got our largest donation ever that is that ten dollars that is oh. going to pay for luke knoll's <laughs> appearance on here i don't know if you know but luke knoll mm. used to be on saturday night live he's very expensive John, yeah. I, I yeah. fired immediately, Ken. I got fired immediately. Th- that's because, <laughs> like your father, they didn't recognize his greatness. They right. could not. Exactly. He's because of his humility. He's also very see, I'm, humble. I'm, but I'm more of an Icky Woods sure, type. I can, where I've been I can see Just that. for the you know, moment.
0: You know, sometimes you got
3: to teach on
0: so. <laughs>
3: Exactly. But you know, I'm, I'm
0: the opposite of, uh,
1: of humility. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mr., Mr., yeah. Mr. Riley, I I I, our, We have another co-host who's not here right now, Dr. Hoji the Electric, Moji. He says, I like conspiracy theories. I don't know, I, I, I just think there are alternative narratives to a lot of <laughs> facts is the way I'll put it. I have a theory about your father.
3: Okay.
1: He was a member of Alpha Phi Alpha, very active, very smart, and I think, I think, a lot of times people like that, you look at the Karim Abdul-Jabbar, you look at Muhammad Ali, Like these type of people are intimidating, I think in the public eye sometimes very intelligent black men who are active and know what they what they can achieve and they will use their platform to to achieve greater things sometimes i feel like their achievements are not highlighted as much as others what do you think
0: you bring some great uh some great athletes and like i said they were very um not only on the field, but off the field as well. Who knows? I don't know the the reasoning behind it. Like I say there's a lot of other former uh, Cincinnati Bengals that deserve to be uh, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But like I said small markets. I don't. I mean it. I don't know. Uh, but. All we can do is control what we can control. And that's one of the things that my father always believed in. So, like I said, he's put in the work. uh, His numbers speak for himself. So all we can do is just continue to move forward and continue to fight a good fight. And, you know, hopefully uh, in the near future, he'll... He'll get his uh, due justice, but if not, like I said, he, he's, he's always a, a Hall of Famer in my book, in my family's book. So, you know, that that that, that means the most. So, um, yeah. yeah,
3: I would, I would say this. the Bengals Ring of Honor coming up, too. I mean, that's cool yeah. that they finally, the Bengals finally
1: recognize him. That's right. It's about yeah, time, you know? We forgot to talk about the Ring of Honor. Mr. Riley, we have been pushing for the Ring of Honor for a long time. Now what happened was initially Mike Brown, according to some, a lot of people are saying this, he thought it was a literal ring that he would have to pay for. And, and he did some searches about the cheapest material to make a ring, anything you look up, he could not afford the ring that large to fit all the players. I told them it's a metaphorical ring. They just hold hands in a circle. And I told them we can do the whole deal, the party supplies to celebrate and everything for under $200. Guess what, next day, ring of honor announced i don't want to take the credit obviously your father and his contributions and ken anderson the, the other players had a lot to do with the ring of honor but yeah it was also the financial side and and i i was in mike brown's ear
0: wow so you were the mastermind behind that who who would, yeah. who would who would doing that that's all well, awesome. be a puppet but he, he controls the uh, strings sometimes China and a privilege for my father to go in as part yeah. of the inaugural uh, first class with uh, Coach Paul Brown, Anthony Munoz, and Ken Anderson. So it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of grace that's been through there. So to be part of that first class is is very exciting and a great, great honor for my father.
1: Yeah. And I want to add something to your father's Hall of Fame resume, if I can. It's not the actual, it doesn't actually exist, but it does in my heart. And that is, his, he's the equivalent of a three-time Super Bowl champ. Because if you can go to a Super Bowl on the Bengals, it is the equivalent of winning three Super Bowls with a, a franchise like the Steelers or the, I don't know, the Cowboys or 49ers to get to a Super Bowl. Like Ken Anderson, he's a three-time Super Bowl. To take a team to the that that franchise to a Super Bowl should get way more recognition. So that, no, I, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm hey, those serious. are good teams.
3: <laughs> <You> know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: This uh, isn't the last yeah, I, I wish <laughs> that were true.
0: I wish they would have definitely won an 81-89. So in, in your theory, they would have been, uh, what, six-time champion then? So that's, that's pretty yeah. good.
1: Yeah. They, well, well, no, what I'm saying is the Bengals are not six-time champions, but the players who got them to that position should be treated like three-time champs each. Oh, and I think Chris okay. Collinsworth, yeah, I guess Chris Collinsworth was in both, so he's six-time champ. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. He was part of both of them.
3: Are you all going to end up going to the game for the, for the ceremony? I'm sure you're going to be there that Thursday night game.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely I, be there. Me and my mother and my sisters will be there. Wouldn't, wouldn't miss it. Definitely. Okay. Look, looking forward to it.
1: Well, I will be there too. I will see you. Of course, I will be in the press box. I will be in the, not the press box. The the box with Mike Brown. Oh. Uh Yeah. Because it's a long story, but <laughs> but he he owes me some money, and so this is how he's paying me back. But not, yeah, that's nice. Man, I, I, look I basically. To Thank you. I gave him the party supplies for the Ring of Honor. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I had, a, I had a question for Ken specifically. Um, just being the son of a cornerback who was a former quarterback, but ended up being a cornerback, was there any ever doubt that you were eventually going to play cornerback and not only play cornerback, but for your dad's alma mater as when he was the coach? Was there any doubt that that was the trajectory of your, at least, college career?
0: Actually, good question. I don't think I've been asked before. Actually, my first choice was wide receiver. I was a, high, a wide receiver all through uh, high school, and that's what I love. But when the time came, well, I played both wide receiver and corner in uh, high school. But when the time had come for me uh, to go to college, there were just so many good wide receivers. I think four out of the, the nine like uh, went to the and played professionally. And my dad made a good point. He was like, why well, receiver, they're the ones who were running into play. So they were in and out a lot of times. Whereas defensive back, you're in there the entire time. Plus it wasn't, they didn't have the amount of depth that they had at defensive back. So that's why I ended up transitioning to defensive back. And it came natural to me, that position. But my first choice, like all through high school, was actually wide receiver. So I guess they, they're similar though, because I can learn and know what to do as a, a back playing wide receiver. So it kind of went hand in hand. But uh, my first choice was a wide receiver. But good question. Never kind of, nobody never relaxed me that before. That's just so funny. Yeah.
2: Like, like like both of you wanted to start on offense and then you ended up becoming defenders. And it's just, you know, like I I just, I hear all these stories about, you know, children of wide receivers or cornerbacks sticking to that side, rarely making the switch. So I, I just think that's really cool how you both kind of found yourself on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Yeah. Well, I can, I can comment on that, John. You really never know where life is going to take you. So it could go either way. You could be the son of, you know, a guy who sells shoes on an island. I'm not saying that's what I was, but you could be. You could be. You could end up, and you could end up the host of the number one Bengals podcast. That's the name of the show, by the way, Mr. Riley. It's the number one Bengals podcast. It's, it's interesting. If you go to iTunes, there's only one option. You can only leave a five-star review. I don't know who hacked the system. Yeah, you can leave a five-star review and it will automatically subscribe you if you ever click on it. So you can go ahead and do that and everybody else can do that. And, and we're going to close the show very soon, but just one last question for you. As your father was also a, a brilliant coach. He was a coach, assistant coach for the Packers. And then he went to his alma mater and was a very good coach and athletics director. Did you ever think about getting into the management coaching kind of, you know, non-playing side of it?
0: I did. I was actually grad assistant after I finished playing, uh, and um, father kind of actually he kind of was like, "Hey, with that lifestyle, you have to be willing to travel a lot and you know move from place to place." So he kind of kind of discouraged me a little bit about it just because of the you know. He knew the pressure that it goes along with it and not only affects uh, you, but it affects your family as well because you're always constantly moving and, you know, so if I had to do it all over again, I would have went that route because I love football and that's where my heart always has been. Uh, But at the time I was kind of frustrated with my playing career and how that didn't turn out. So I kind of just, you know, went a different direction. But if I had to do it all again high twenty twenty, I definitely would have went uh stayed somewhere within the um, you know, the football yeah so, having a football well, career.
1: Well, we love football too, Mr. Riley. I mean, I won't get into the reasons why I didn't make it. It's you know, I'm 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 under three feet and I weigh about thirty pounds. <laughs> Right, but but you know, well, you were I a great did, kicker. You were a great I was kicker. A, I was a really good kicker. He's right. I was really good, <laughs> and yeah. But it was. Uh, I got into the media side. A lot of people are wondering, you know how how did you not make it? You know, you don't know how things play out. Nobody. A lot of injury right. concerns. My eyesight was a big issue with them. You know, but but you know, we we we, we go. We traverse the paths that are put in front of us. And your father was a legend. He was a beloved man, which is much bigger than any football accomplishment. He is now a ring of honor person. He's in the ring of honor. Metaphorical, I, they're not going to, no, I, I hope I'm not breaking any news. They're not going to send you a ring in the mail. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, but he is metaphorically holding hands with Ken Anderson and Paul Brown and the others. And, and you are a very, very uh, lovely young man and we we love talking to you and we we hope that you can come on the show again
0: yeah definitely uh thanks for having me it's been a blast and i learned a lot so anytime i can come on and uh, i love to but thank you for puppet. your support uh, keep up the good work love your show and it was nice meeting hopefully see you and uh on september we on will september, yeah rather. yeah okay.
1: so for ken riley the seconds and luke the truth null, no, and john Sheeran and daddy mcduke so All right, thank you. Bye bye.
0: Thank you. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks.